Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast sponsored by sportsbetting.com. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman, joined as usual in studio by my colleague Ryan O'Halloran. We've got a packed show for you here today. Brought to you by sportsbetting.com, the best price on the Broncos point spread anywhere. Head to sportsbetting.com slash post for a new player offer for a 100% risk-free week of betting up to $1,000. So on the show, talking the Broncos, two and four, they sit as they host the Chargers, also two and four, and basically a loser goes home game for the Broncos. Going to be giving some injury updates, impressions of both quarterbacks, Drew Locke, Four picks over the last two games. He's not looked good. What the Broncos defense can do to help the offense and much more analysis. But Ryan, we will start off with the news of the day, and that is two canceled practices, both the Broncos and the Chargers canceling their practices due to positive COVID tests. Broncos offensive lineman Graham Glasgow tested positive, and the team also has two other players in isolation. So Denver calling off practice for today. Los Angeles calling off practice, but it seems, Ryan, like we will have a game on Sunday. Yeah, as we're recording this, it's 325-ish Mountain Time on Friday, and all indications point towards a 205 kickoff on Sunday. Just sort of to recap the Broncos' day, uh, they did not acknowledge a positive test, but let's read the tea leaves. Graham Glasgow goes on Twitter and says he's feeling good looking to get back. They place him on the COVID-19 reserve list. That doesn't mean he tested positive. It means he was around somebody. But you got to read between the lines here is don't expect Glasgow to be available on Sunday. The other point of this is the team said two unidentified players were in contact tracing. Well, on their injury report, they listed DeMar Dodson, the starting right tackle, and Austin Slopeman, the reserve guard, who would replace Glasgow as non-injury related uh, on the report, they wouldn't have practiced today anyway. It's okay. So to me, that means they're the unidentified players. If they pass their test Saturday, that means they can take another test on Sunday, pass negatives. They should be able to play on Sunday. So right now, looking at the Broncos being down just one starter with Graham Glasgow. Again, folks, First in Orange podcast sponsored by sportsbetting.com. Give them a follow on Twitter at WeSportsBetting and head to sportsbetting.com slash post for a new player offer. We'll start off with some injury updates. And Ryan, you've been monitoring practice all week, obviously. Philip Lindsay got that concussion and the blowout to KC. Uh, he got back to practice on a limited basis, just running around on Thursday. What's an update on him? Do you think he'll play? Maybe not because he's still in protocol. And then also a couple wideouts they need, Tim Patrick and Deontay Spencer, injury updates for them as well. Yeah, I'll start with Lindsey. He had the concussion on Sunday. As Vic Fangio has pointed out ad nauseum this week, accurately so, when it comes to the concussion thing, it's out of the team's hands. It's an independent doctors. There's a protocol you have to face in terms of steps. Uh you know, limited work on Thursday for Lindsay. Had they practiced today, then you would have said, okay, did he participate in team drills? That was another. That would have been another positive step, but probably won't know until Saturday on Lindsay. Tim Patrick with that hamstring, that's a big injury because they're running out of receivers. And if he doesn't practice, he's listed, excuse me, if he doesn't play, he's listed as questionable. Uh, you're looking at Judy, Hamler, Cleveland, and Hamilton as your top four receivers, the first three of those guys' rookies. And then Spencer hasn't gone the whole week. I would not expect him to play. But So Lindsey, 
and Patrick are the two major injury concerns, non-illness related going into Sunday. Again, folks, first in Orange Podcast, this is Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran. The show brought to you by sportsbetting.com, at we Sports Betting on Twitter, and sportsbetting.com slash post for a new player offer. Go and check that out. And now the Broncos coming off a drubbing by Kansas City at home, and they were looking at that as a gut check. Well, gut check failed, and Patrick Mahomes didn't even have to do much. And now they got the Chargers coming to town with another pretty good quarterback. Yeah, he's no Mahomes, but Justin Herbert, the rookie, has been having a pretty dang good campaign here. Obviously, didn't start the season with the job, but took over the job from Tyrod Taylor and really hasn't looked back. Even though he's gone one and four in his starts, he's looked pretty good. And in the 39-29 victory over Jacksonville last Saturday, Herbert became the first rookie quarterback in NFL history to throw for 300 yards, pass for three TDs, run for another, and throw no picks in a win. So he's uh, he's streaking right now, named NFL Offensive Rookie of the Month for October 122.2 pass rating and three starts. You know, how do the Broncos kind of slow up this momentum from this young gunslinger, Ryan? Well, he's been impressive and more impressive considering that he's, they were, he wasn't expected to be playing by now. I mean, he got his shot because Tyrod Taylor had a, you know, trainer screwed up a injection, collapsed his lung for crying out loud. That was a week two. Right. Herbert played well enough that Anthony Lynn is now stuck with him, and then that's what you should do. Young quarterbacks get better only by playing. Um, if you're the Broncos, do you pressure him a ton, lean on your corners, or do you play coverage and try and confuse him a little bit? I asked Kareem Jackson that on Thursday. He says the key is don't get out of what you do best by trying to confuse the rookie quarterback. So he says, hey, play to your stuff. Maybe do some stuff pre-snap. But, uh, you know, I think this game is – the pass rush is, is cranked up a little bit over the last three games, but this team still doesn't produce enough takeaways. This is where you get in a position with a rookie quarterback, force him this, into some mistakes and, you know, take advantage of an offensive line for, for L.A. that's going to be, you know, a little bit patchwork because of COVID concerns. First in Orange podcast, sponsored by sportsbetting.com, Kyle Newman, Ryan O'Halloran, talking quarterback play. And while the Chargers quarterback is surging headed into the game, Drew Locke taking steps back the last couple weeks, and notably in the blowout 43-16 to loss to Kansas City, I mean, basically did everything he could to give the game away to Kansas City. Two interceptions in that game, including a pick six. He was sacked three times did not look good or decisive in his decision-making at all. And just watching on TV, Ryan, you can see him on the sideline in the second half of that game. You know, the jovial, dancing around, rapping Drew Locke, nowhere to be found. You could see it written all over his face how poorly he had played that game. Not just that game, but let's be honest, against the Patriots, through two picks, uh, escaped with the victory there despite not recording a touchdown offensively, the Broncos. So, what does Locke have to do to get his swagger back and his swagger back with maybe with obviously out uh, some of his top weapons, obviously Corton Sutton already out for the season has been for a while. And, and now Tim Patrick might not play due to that hamstring injury. So getting deep into the, into the uh, wide out corpse, you got the tight ends banged up. Noah Fant playing through that ankle injury against Kansas city. So expect to see Albert O get some more targets, but how does Drew Locke find this swagger and this momentum for an offense that really has been sputtering, Ryan? Well, if you're Drew Locke, you're, you're, you're not at a crossroads. It's way too early for that, but everybody in that locker room and everybody in this organization, everybody who watches the team said, how are you going to bounce back from your first 
pothole as a pro. I mean, you may say last last December in Kansas City. To me, it was a throwaway game. Chiefs were tons better. Terrible weather. Sunday against the Chiefs here at Mile High, the weather was still terrible. But he just looked out of sorts. It looked like he was scrambling when he didn't have to. Uh, miscommunications with Judy. A bad throw on the interception that was behind Hamler. Uh, the intentional grounding, which pushed his team out of field goal range. So a you know myriad of errors for Locke. You know what I write about Sunday though is how can the coaching staff help Drew Locke? And, the, and I talked to a couple of coaches around the league this weekend. One is a couple of suggestions they had. One, keep Drew Locke under center instead of the shotgun instead of the pistol. And I asked why, and they said his his uh, pocket presence seems better on tape when he's under center. Secondly. Got it. You got to do some stuff in the screen game, guys. I mean, it's been non-existent for this team. That's free yards. That's an easy throw. It's a quick decision. I would implement that either via tight end or running back screens. So, and but on the other hand, you got to stay aggressive. You need chunk plays to score in this league. You can't nickel and dime your way down and expect to score touchdowns. So, you know, by converting some third downs, staying on the field, getting some big plays, throwing it to the backs, throw all those in the hopper together. And, you know, maybe Drew Locke does bounce back. And it, uh, I think it's a big game for him to show that he has the uh, bona fides to be a quarterback uh, for this team moving forward. Folks, you're listening to the First Norwich Podcast, sponsored by SportsBetting.com, the best price on the Broncos point spread anywhere at we sports betting on Twitter. And according to our friends at sportsbetting.com, Ryan Broncos, three and a half point underdog. Once again, going into this game, looking for their first win at mile high this season, Owen three heading into the game. So trying not to fall to Owen four and also trying to uh, upset the betting line there at three and a half under, what do you think of that line? Uh, and what do you think, uh, you know, should, should betters maybe put some money down on this team considering they're playing at home and, and might be looking for a breakthrough here. Well, it shows you what, it, what an indictment it is on the Broncos, who are two and four. The Chargers have two wins. The Chargers are coming here to Denver, and they're the favorite. Uh, that shows you what what the oddsmakers think of the Broncos at home. They're zero three at home for the first time since '94. That's when Wade Phillips was the coach. So um, I would I would be I would be tepid in my wagering on this game. Um, with two young quarterbacks, you know, maybe you throw a couple bucks on the under. At, at, at Broncos plus three and a half, I, I would throw a couple shekels on the Broncos getting those points. And uh, you know, I picked the Chargers on Sunday's paper to win straight up, but I think it's going to be a close enough game to where maybe the Broncos are the play getting those three and a half points. And speaking of shekels, Ryan, Chiefs are a 20-point favorite over the Jets this Sunday coming off their win over Denver. And Kansas City is the current odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl per sportsbetting.com at plus 400. Ravens plus 550, Bucks plus 800, Steelers plus 800, rounding out the top four there. Now, before the season, I picked the Chiefs to win. I think you might have done so as well to win the Super Bowl. Do you like these current odds, the way they stack, and and the way the Chiefs are playing? Um, I don't like 20-point favorites because it doesn't happen very often for a reason. Teams don't cover that much. And, you know, I wrote about, I had a note in Sunday's paper coming up, you know, the Broncos still hold the record uh, in the modern era. They're a 26.5-point favorite back in October 13 against Jacksonville here at Mile High. I remember because I was there, and the Jaguars covered. 
I think it was like a 17-point win, something like that, and it felt a lot closer. So I would take the Jets getting 20 points, even though the Jets are just so terrible. Uh, but you mentioned these Super Bowl ads, or su- Super Bowl odds, excuse me, and just to explain it real quick, the Ravens at plus 550 means if you bet 100 on Baltimore to win the Super Bowl and they win it, you profit 550 bucks. So that's a good play. Um, you mentioned these teams. The only one I would shy away from is Seattle at plus 1,000. The Seahawks have Russell Wilson. They have a dynamic offense. They can't stop anybody on defense. They're on track to allow, to allow the most yards, passing yards, and first downs in league history. Yet they're still leading the division, so they got to fix that. I like Green Bay at plus one thousand because I think the NFC is the inferior conference, and all they got to do is make sure Tampa Bay comes to Lambeau for that NFC title game. That should be the weather advantage Green Bay needs. Again, those odds and props brought to you by SportsBetting.com. Head there for a new player offer. SportsBetting.com/slash/post for a hundred percent risk-free week of betting up to a thousand dollars. Give them a follow on Twitter at We Sports Betting. So Broncos, Chargers, loser goes home. Ryan, what do you think? And uh, will, will the losing coach be on the hot seat or maybe feel his seat getting warm? And then, hey, what can this Broncos defense do to help the offense, especially following the uh, reported locker room confrontation, following the blowout to the Chiefs, of which defensive lineman Shelby Harris was was a vocal participant in, reportedly. So obviously guys getting frustrated in that locker room. How can that defense, which has been the strong point in the team over the last couple seasons under Vic, springboard the offense? And uh, to that first question, Ryan, lots at stake here. It seems like the season's on the line for Denver. Yeah, I think it's a loser-goes-home game for either team. Uh, if you lose, you're, you could be four games back at the Chiefs with 10 to play. And, yes, a seventh wild card you know, keeps teams alive, but you know, two and five is tough to come back from. You know, I'll, I'll centralize it to Vic Fangio. If he loses this game, is he on the hot seat? Sure, it should be. Uh, because you, you, you cannot get this kind of home record and survive. And... Getting blown out of home by Kansas City is not a good look. Um, as for the Shelby Harris thing, I, I don't make a lot of it. I mean, I'm not some former player big shot who thinks this is a sign of things to come. And I'll say it for this reason. When Shelby Harris was a free agent, he didn't find that multi-year market developing. He talked to Vic Fangio, and Vic said, hey, this is the role I'd have for you. Start defensive end. Watch you sign back here for a year hit the market. That's what Shelby did. He pointed out the Fangio conversation when I talked to him during the offseason. That said, for the Broncos to win, they got to lean on their defense. They're healthier on defense right now than they are on offense. You know, create a takeaway or two. Crank up that pass rush, which has been getting going lately, and make things make things light, uh, tough for Justin Herbert. You know, Austin Eckler for the Chargers, that's a key loss. He's been out for a couple of weeks to eat Colorado Native. So, uh, that said, I think the Chargers are just in a better spot right now. I think they do win uh, over the Broncos. Uh, What's your take on some of the keys and also your pick? Yeah, I got the Broncos coming away late. I think uh, Brandon McManus is going to play hero once again. Defense is going to rise up. But I'm with you on the turnovers, Ryan. Denver defense has to kind of force the issue this Sunday to give Locke and Co. some some breaks and some momentum here in this game. Broncos tied for 23rd with three interceptions so far and tied for 13th with three fumble recoveries. So secondary could surely use some more plays. Hey, Michael Ojemudie 
first interception of his career. That could be nice, although obviously he had one taken away by a penalty earlier in the season. So Denver defense is going to have to be big. And I just mentioned Brandon McManus, Ryan, but the Broncos special teams beyond McManus has to be better. They cannot give up the big play, the home run, like they did against Kansas City, the 103-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. And there have been gaffes just about every week with this special teams unit, whether it's a kick run back to the house, a drop snap in the end zone by Sam Martin earlier in the season. So Tom McMahon's unit has to shore it up. Yeah, special teams are a mess right now. And if you're the Broncos, I think part of it, and it sounds like an excuse because it is one, is all the injuries at the top of the depth chart have impacted the middle and the bottom of the jump chart. Right. You know, guys that Tom McMahon may have counted on are either hurt or starting, so they're not they're not major special teams guys. That said, a lot of these errors have been unforced: catching a punt inside your five yard line, dropping a snap at the goal line, muffing a fair catch, uh, allowing a, a long kick return where the guy basically wasn't touched. Um, you know, I asked Vic Fangio this week, "Do you have confidence that Tom McMahon will fix it?" And he said, "Yes." So take it for what it's worth. Um, I mean, I has a rearranging deck chairs element to it. Uh, but, you know, maybe you see some starters play on special teams, specifically as Fangio has pointed out, uh, the coverage teams may work. So maybe you throw a, a starter or two out there. Yes, you're risking injury, but also you're giving your, cha- giving your team a better chance to win. And folks, first in Orange podcast sponsored by sportsbetting.com, the best price on the Broncos point spread anywhere. Appreciate you listening to today's show. Remember to head to sportsbetting.com slash post for a new player offer and give them a follow on Twitter at we sports betting. Also give up, give us some follows on Twitter too, for continued Broncos coverage throughout the rest of the season at Kyle Newman DP for myself and at Ryan O'Halloran for my counterpart. That'll just about do it for today's show. Appreciate you listening in. Head to denverpost.com slash Broncos for continued coverage of the team throughout the rest of the year. Until next time, folks, take it easy.